Hello and welcome back to And Just Like What? I am the Grease and I am the missing Birkin in the bush. I'm Melita. Mel, you need to use your teeth. Oh, I'm so sorry. My name's Melita. <laughs> Did you hear those teeth? I heard those teeth, honey. Welcome back to episode three, um, titled Chapter Three. Um, so we're going to, instead of going to a quick synopsis of this episode, we're going to talk about Kim Cattrall's recent interview on The View, uh, where she speaks about her bringing bought back for and just like that. Um, and how basically the president of HBO called her and was like, what can we do to bring you back? And they were like, basically like begging her to come back, which is hilarious. And like one of Kim Cattrall's demands was basically she wouldn't see any of the other actresses on set. And they uh, would bring back Patricia Field, who was the original stylist on uh, Sex and the City. Um, and then, like, I think that just also plays into, like, how fraught the relationship is between all the different actresses. Um, yeah, and it's also funny that she was just so blasé and, br- like, blatant about yeah. it. She was like, yeah, this was my demand. The HBO called me, the the owner of HBO, HBO himself, called me. Hello, Mr. And HBO. Hello, Mr. HBO. And then I didn't want to see any of those bitches, and I wanted to be dressed in a certain way. She just didn't do any of the PR, which is so That's shitty. That's so true. So I didn't... It, she just looks so cheeky as well. She doesn't age. She's so cheeky. Just if I was the other actresses on the show, I'd be, like, so pissed off if I saw the interview. You'd be like, what the fuck? What the fuck you Because they've been, like, so sensitive about how they've been going about Kim Charles' return. Yeah. But, like, Kim Charles' like, no, I don't want to work with any of them. And then... <laughs> and, like, funny, like, Patricia Field seemingly has taken sides with Kim Cattrall like she's been going to events with Kim Cattrall she went to that event where Kim Cattrall was like I will not be bullied into taking roles and I don't want to do and then like and then um it just like they're like so the the studies on the show um Molly Richard and Danny Santiago also like came back and said that they weren't willing to dress Samantha for like the um scene she was in and then for their interview, they say, we haven't watched at the moment Samantha Returns, but I know that what I would have dressed her in, I'm not going to say, though, is a good one, but I've got untrouble for it. And then, um, so the style, like, that's Molly Richards talking to get, uh, Days, and then she's gesturing to a nervous publicist sitting in the far corner of the room. And then the interview was like, but did that not feel like her leaving an itch and scratch? Would they not want to have revisited Samantha's legendary wardrobe for one last time? And then they both say, no fucking way. And it's just like, <laughs> like the tension between the stylists, like, like Pat- Patricia Fields also styled Kim Cattrall's like new TV show, uh, Glamorous. Um, so obviously like Pat Field is full, just Kim Cattrall side. I, yeah, because you sent me that story early in the week and I just did not understand. I could not make head- heads or tails of like where the alignment was happening. Who was a fan of who... Um, and why it was such a big deal, like, for an outfit, which is realistically going to be, like, 90 seconds of telly. Yeah. Um, I was just a bit confused. I wonder how much she's been paid for this, like, 90 second of TV. Like Yeah, that's what they've said, that she probably got a big chunk of me. as like, fuck you money as well. It's not just, yeah. like, the effect. If she's doing work, because that's her day rate or whatever, it's like that and then then some. Yeah, because uh, the stylists are like, I keep telling people you better tamp down your expectations, because she could be sitting in... Because she could be sitting in a bathroll, we know, seriously, you need to cut people to calm down. And so they're really, like, lowering the expectations of what 
the scene is like it's obviously going to be right at the end of the I reckon it's going to be like the finale the last scene yeah but even if she was like that the quote like oh you could be sitting in a bath whatever so obviously like be naked in a bath but like there's still styling involved that in terms of what she's wearing like she's got towel like yeah kind of like, where she's sitting like there's so much to take on and still like feeds into Samantha because like they just fob Samantha off to be like she's in England yeah um but there could be so much stuff to like is she in a grotty bath in like Macclesfield <laughs> in England or is she in like the Ritz yeah I didn't so think like where she'll be sad I wonder if she'll be like wandering the streets of like Soho or something <gasps> I, I think she's more of like a countryside girl yeah because I guess if it was like somewhere in a city they would have popped the shit out of no, her no she's not a city girl she's a countryside girl <laughs> Um, but just weird to see, obviously, there's such tension still with all the actresses <laughs> and the stylists behind the scenes, so... It's so funny, because they've been in this industry for, like, long, like, double the time we've been alive. Like, they just know it back to front. So whatever comes out, it's been so premedicated and, like, it's not accidental. Oh, my God, definitely. Um, they're just very good at playing this game. And we love it! That's how we do a podcast! We love it, we love it. Kim Cattrall forever, though. Yeah, that's my tattoo. I watched her new TV show, Glamorous, and, like... It's quite sure, but also, like, a lot better than just like that. <laughs> yeah, I cancelled my Netflix, so I, if someone's got a Netflix password, I'm logging. I'll give you my login. You can login. log me in and log yourself out, because you're not allowed to log in in two places at one time. Oh, yeah, you're true. That's why I got rid of it. Oh, fuck the tech giants. Fuck you, Netflix. So, let's get into chapter three, episode three. Are you ready for the most boring 45 minutes of your life? I hate this fucking episode <laughs> so much. I had to force myself to watch it twice just to think, just to prove I wasn't a fever dream. It was hard. <laughs> I watched it about five times and still don't really know what's <laughs> happened in this episode anyway. Yeah, I was really shocked when you said that. I was like, how did you do that? And I've written like extensive notes and I still have no idea what's going on. But... We're gonna, well, we've got the TV in front of us, so we're gonna jump around. We're gonna jump around. Let's do, let's do a quick synopsis. Um... I'll do the synopsis this time. Go on then, if you're dying for it. So Seema has her ostrich Birkin bag stolen. Carrie can't read chapter three <laughs> and gets COVID. Charlotte and LTW are MILFs. Uh, Miranda can't use technology again. <laughs> and Naya finally makes friends with LTW through her documentary. Naya's got friends. Naya's got friends. Justice for Naya. Justice for Naya, honestly. It's... So, and just like that. Beat popping. Carry, carry. So Lizette, unfortunately, is brought back into the show. <laughs> oh, she's stunning. <laughs> she is stunning. Stunning gowns, stunning gowns. Um, like, she's ha- having an event with um, Bulgari, it's like an upcoming jewellery designer. Um, it's kind of an awkward scene, but like it's the setting up like the place where the final scene of this episode takes part. Um, it's like in, it's like, where is this? Like, is it near Grand Central or something? Bryant Park. Bryant Park. Um, so this is actually near where, um, in Sex and City 1, where Carrie wax big with the flowers. So oh, it's like, wow. it's apparently oh, like down the road that. from here. So A small throwback. world, little Manhattan, hey? Little Manhattan. Um, well, this is, well, we're probably going to say this a lot during this episode, but uh, very, very, very clunky script. And I think this is peak clunky for me. 
Oh, it started think? off on such a clunky foot. It's just like, oh, hey, Lisette. Oh, hey, Carrie. Yeah, my jewelry show is next week. I'm, I'm embarrassed because I wrote an audio I, book. I have never seen you outside the flat. <laughs> uh, it was not. It was very different. Because uh, we kind of have to... We watch it for the podcast, obviously, because we love Second City. Uh, it was a hard thing to start off on. Um, I'd rather it would just start with the free girls rather than going to a side character that we've not seen for Or episodes. even better, a uh, voiceover where they kind of met, had odds and sods, uh, text back and forth, and then she was like, oh, and she was doing this, and then she was coming to the story show and then do this, and just kind of harmoniously talk us through where the story's going, yeah. versus like, oh, you've got a jewellery show, haven't you? Yes, it's going to be here at Bryant Park. Where we are right now. Uh, right here, right now. And you are invited, aren't you? Because you are Carrie Bradshaw. I, you're the only person I want to come to the show, so you better be there. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, and then Carrie's embarrassed about recording an audio book, which, like, why would you be embarrassed to do that? Like, that's a chic thing to do. Yeah, it's um, far better than a podcast. Yeah, like, oh my it's, God, like, 100%. sponsored by some, like, Brooklyn's Midland, what is it? Brooklyn, no, it was kind of like bought out by Apple. Well, oh, anyway, yeah. it's like a mid-tier Apple. Mid-tier Apple pair. situation pair. Um, and then this says, you're okay about your nothing embarrassing about that. Babe, if you've been watching it just like that, it's all, <laughs> nothing but embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> then we're jumping into Seema, walking out with her little gorge bag and have a little ciggy and it's really stolen by a man in a little cap running down and... Ca- Seema's screaming, help me, why, is, why are you just standing there? He's just come from a shift at Nettle Market, serving people like overpriced pies and chips. And yeah. some robbed Seema. Looks like such a little hipster. Yeah, he's quite chic. Very chic. <laughs> I feel like he looks like he would know what a Birkin is. So. He definitely was just one of the, the the people from the crew. Like, he's one of like the <laughs> the camera guys. Oh, yeah. They're like, you look straight and short. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um... Then Carrie's on the phone with Seema and Seema's like having a little menti bee about her bag being stolen. Um, it's all very tragic for Seema. And it's kind of like harking back to when like uh, Carrie got stolen, like Carrie got robbed in pure daylight when she was at the lowest of lows, when yeah. her shoes got taken off her, her, her bare feet in the middle of like Manhattan somewhere. Comparing that to this though, that was a more of a comedic scene and this seems like a, kind of sad in a way. Yeah, it was a bit random as well because with that episode that like, Carrie got her shoes, like everything rubbed off her. Yeah. Um, she was like, it was like an ongoing down in the jumps, like everything yeah. just kept going wrong. It was so just like funny. relentless, like God is not on my side today. Yeah. But with this, it's just like first uh, scene of Seema in uh, episode three, it's like, oh, she got robbed. <laughs> yeah. And it's a Birkin. And obviously like Birkins have been trending in the past year on social media so much because like everyone's like just obsessed Talking about well, it. the Beckins got famous because of Sex and the City. That's like why they're like as big of a back they are. Mm-hmm. Like they're obviously referencing Samantha in yes. this. Like Seema <laughs> is the replacement <laughs> of Samantha. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, but like, yeah, it's kind of a nice throwback, but like, just doesn't hit as well. It doesn't. No. Uh, to, to be fair, I do feel sorry for Seema, but at the same time, it was. Seema has a shit episode this episode. Still, the right whoever is writing for Seema does not like Seema, in my opinion. That they has not changed dis- for this episode. Yeah, they despise Seema. They despise her. Oh, she's still smoking them ciggies, though. Yeah, puff, puff away. Puff, puff, pears. Uh, you don't know what this is. Then Charlotte and LTW are brought into, like, a PTA. Is right. that what it's called? Uh, yeah, parent-teacher conference kind of vibe. So we are... 
forced on this like plot line of Charlotte and LTW being parents and milfs, which is just so. I think it's a shame boring. that this. <laughs> I think it's a shame that the storyline was already revealed in the trailer. Oh, yeah, of course. So it yeah, kind of just, yeah. like, I was like, oh, I already know about this Mulfless. Like, I'm just, nah. Yeah, it was like a brouhaha. We really yeah. loved it, didn't we? Um, they're too good for this. These people have got, like, they're like women of the arts, like, high up in the arts. Why are they, like, obsessed with your meals? I think, like, they want it to be, like, a serious, like, going from Seema being robbed to then, like, something more com- comedic relief with them being robbed but like it's just such a shit joke like <laughs> it's, the, it's too good for this then we're with from Carrie from one shit joke to another <laughs> from one shit joke to another Carrie's recording uh what's this book called I don't know like morning it's <laughs> <laughs> felt morning like rise and shine I'm morning good morning good mor- yeah good morning good morning <laughs> um and then Carrie's basically like saying oh she doesn't want to do the book can they not get actresses like Julianne Moore or Julianne Margulies. Margulies. Very controversial Julianne Margulies who was oh. uh, in The Good Wife I think yeah. and obviously acted alongside Archie Punjabi of iconic event like Beckham fame oh. uh, and they just did not get on and there's a funny thing which is really interesting to compare to Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall Ooh. like apparently they're really good like friends like they're written to be really good friends in the first season and then it, they must have fallen out for good, some good reason the reason probably is is that the Archie Punjabi slash Kim Cattrall was a fan favourite and won the Emmys won the uh. awards were kind of more highly regarded and so like the main characters of the SJP slash Julian Margulies were like what Look, like this is my show I'm like the head of the the cast kind of thing oh my thing. god so it's really interesting for me to see that be mentioned because there was such a fallout like there was like maybe six seven seasons of The Good Wife and there yeah, was like, a re- like the one of the last scenes of it was like you could obviously tell that they've just stitched these these, these two wow. like, the two characters Archie Punjabi and Juliana Muglis have a meeting and like kind of make up have a drink together but you could evidently see that it's just been stitched together and Archie Punjabi apparently came to set thinking she'd film with her but she didn't she wasn't there so she had to film the scene without her no and then way. it was post-production pushed together which is such a good like yeah. kind of like hand in hand with what's going on with here yeah Kim um, Cattrall but obviously like, Archie Punjab being a woman of colour like probably not as like well established as Kim Cattrall was because that she's done this been in the industry for longer mm. she can't play that game like Kim Cattrall's kind of like doing it now like yeah, yeah, one yeah. thing a little bit but it was really interesting like reading that oh my god like, that's oh my amazing god. yeah like that's such a good analogy yeah very very much Jesus. so Jesus mm-hmm. um, also like how is Carrie that famous that Julia Moore would actually do her like Audiobook. I don't know. I don't think Julianne Moore would not do this shit. I think they did it for alliteration. Yeah. They just did it because, like, are the Julianne's ready for it versus just, like, yeah. someone who would. Who would you think would read the story out for her? Um. Oh, that's so hard. Maybe, like, um, Ivanka Trump. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Bailey J. Mills. <laughs> Bailey J. Mills. Oh, my God, that would be iconic. <laughs> oh, I, I think it'd be someone like a Saturday Night Live person, so like a Cecily, what, what she's called, or like a Kristen Wiig, like one of those girlies, like they're just kind Kristen of yeah. good voices. Kristen Stewart? Kristen Stewart. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then big, I don't know, big kind of died. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know how I feel. Oh, and then you turn into a vampire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, then Carrie's um, publisher. Publisher? I don't know, but I, I like this character. Yeah, she's it's good. Kind of refreshing. She was like, just got to the point. It's like, Carrie, I can see three of bullshit. Come on, let's go, girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, then we have this like really lazy story <laughs> writing about the audio engineer having really bad BO. It's like, oh. Oh, yes, we haven't touched upon this yet, but like everyone was like, this is the storyline where they really touch upon COVID existing in this universe. Oh, yeah. And I know that we spoke about this in like season one. It's like, are they going to acknowledge COVID? Because like we started recording this podcast during COVID. They referenced it, but like not. Nobody got COVID. Yeah, and this episode really, really, really hones in on that. So like people wearing masks, Carrie obviously going to get COVID later on in this episode. Uh, It was like a massive plot device do you think he's wearing a mask because he stinks though i think he's wearing a mask because he just like cares about good like he might yeah. be a socialist like cares about others more than he cares about himself yeah unlike you yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica. <laughs> i really like this character what was he called like bobby schneider or someone like that like, uh, <laughs> gary gary every made-up man is called gary and this is a made-up man in my mind because he's just too nice oh yeah nobody wants to be called gary <laughs> Um, yeah, Carrie's struggling reading chapter three. It's basically all about Vic's death. And, like, I think the writing on chapter three is actually really poetic when she's, like, talking about the Manolos, mm, like, being sat mm. down, turning from blue to black as she, like, cradles him in his hands. Like, it was kind of... I think it's probably the best writing on the season, like, both seasons so yeah. far. It's like, could you just not write like this? Yeah, I wonder what the thing was there. Like, did someone else write that book or was it... Yeah, it's really well written. But yeah, I do agree. It was like, I was actually quite, like, captivated when they yeah. do the book. Especially when they bring the sound effects in later on. But we'll get to that. We should do. Um... Right, let's get out of here. She's stressing me out. <laughs> and, oh, also, this kind of backs up my thing about Lily being the villain of this programme. Because, obviously, Richard Burton is narrating and just like that, and he hates Lily. And so, like, Beethoven's concerto keeps coming up on that whole piano thing. Oh my God, which just really... proves that he's painting Lily as the villain. I the hope Lily just becomes, like, has, like, a mental, mental be and just becomes, like, a absolute hound and, like, gets pregnant and then... Yeah, becomes... with Brady's baby. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we had that storyline still yes. to come. God, this season... Very confusing. Then we are over back to the West Coast with Che and Miranda. Um, Che's rehearsing the uh, um, lines over with Miranda for Che Passa. <laughs> che Passa. Um, like, Lovely kitchen. Uh, then Miranda basically like saying that Che needs to cry in like a pivotal scene where <laughs> they're coming out. Well, yeah, they're coming out to the dad in the TV show and then Miranda's like, under contract, you basically have to cry. Like, why, why are you not able to cry? And we all know Sarah Ramirez is a terrible actress from... We retract our statement last week that they have a good slash medium actor because they're, they're just not great. <laughs> yeah, like, they're... even Cynthia Nixon can't bring this scene up to par, like... Sarah Ramirez, like, this whole storyline is just so clunky. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen more, like, obviously, like, reading, like, reading tweets and watching TikToks. I've seen a lot more people, like, really say, like, what have they done with Miranda, like, this week? Yeah. And, like, I saw a really interesting comment of someone saying, like, I just feel like Cynthia Nixon just wanted to, like, reflect her life versus, like, actually wanted to, like, progress Miranda's story, which is a shame. Yeah, definitely. And you can kind of see that because there's a few things which I'll mention in this podcast that it's just not Miranda, apart from the technical failures thing, which is a new Yeah. Situation. I hit the cannoli joke in this one. It was like, oh, did I offend the cream or the um, pastry? Yeah, fuck that. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Arrivederci, whatever the fuck it is. Bye. Have a day off, yeah. Yeah, Miranda's really 
Miranda is like basically giving up her life for mm-hmm. Che, and Che is just like obviously like going through it with their TV show, but the the fake crying is just awful. Yeah, because it must be stressful. Like, imagine like producing your own show must be a lot, especially because they've got quite an intense showrunner. But there's little um, sympathy for Che just the way that it's being written. So yeah. I don't really understand what they're going. And uh, Miranda's stress. talking about she can't understand how to use her phone, which. Miranda was always a pioneer of technology and sex and mm-hmm. which we discussed last season. From the TiVo to the mobile phones to the laptops, this is She silly. was teaching Carrie how to send emails, like, come yeah. on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we're back with Naya has been interviewed by LTW, um, and they're talking about um, Constant Baker Martley, um, and like, what is this? What is this? What is this documentary about? I don't know because I've be watched it a few times. But all I kind of got was that um, LTW wanted to send up Miranda something, and they didn't really touch on what Naya was helping her with, which I don't know if I'm being ignorant. I think, but I that Miranda's Naya's connection, but like, yeah, it was a bit. But they didn't say fodder. like maybe, maybe it was the stuff that they're referencing the first two episodes that we weren't really paying too much attention. <laughs> too busy focusing on her closet. Um, then um, Naya's kind of manhandled by this really ridiculously hot um, audio technician who's like putting her, his hands down her I know, as a woman, I, this did not sit right. No. This just, I didn't like this bit. I just didn't get it. And then like when LTW's like, oh yeah, he didn't do that with so-and-so last week. It's yeah, like, I love that's that. That's even worse. LTW like, that's... just admits she was like sexually assaulted. She's yeah. like, get his number. Like, Yay, you might as well. <laughs> And for Naya to take that, regardless of how fit someone is, when someone does that to you, that's still it's crossing a the boundary. Mm, not enjoying this, and I'm surprised that the actresses signed up for that. Yeah, it's a but, bit strange. Like, like especially like the documentary is supposed to be about like feminism and like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just a bit awkward. And it could have been done, like, better. Like, maybe it could have been, like, a bumbling, fumbling fool, but yeah. like, have his hand, like, well down her top. Yeah. Um, very odd, 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 odd. Yeah, like, just, like, everything, like, and then just like that. It doesn't have the nuance, like, sex in the city. Like, something like that would have accidentally happened. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, he's just like, give me your tits. I'm stealing your Birkin yeah. bag. <laughs> if anything, a scene like that, like if um, SJP, sorry, Carrie would have been in a scene like that and a, 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 a sound person had done that. Yeah. Down that she would have been dwelling on that all episode and be like, I don't feel comfortable with this. Like, this happened to me. Like, should I be like happy that this happened? Because like, oh, I haven't had like action for like how many months? Yeah, really so spin true. It, or is it really like getting in my boundaries? And it's just, that was just so random. Did it, I didn't enjoy it. Then we're back with Carrie and Charlotte at brunch. Um, Carrie's talking about... Oh, no. Charlotte's asking Carrie, um, how's the book taping going? I read, like, how's the book taping going? It's like, don't say <laughs> how's the book taping going. You'd be like, um, how's your audio book recording going or something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this scene just proved to me that Carrie hates Charlotte because, like, Charlotte's been such an attentive friend. Like, let me know so if you need true. me to be there. Like, I'll come with you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the way you moved times. on, we're so proud of you. And, like, Carrie's just like... Whatever. Um, some of the people are coming over. Naya and LTW, thank God. Also, I just want to make a comment. They always put their purses on the table now, which was not as a big thing. Like, obviously, fashion is a big thing of the Sex and the City universe, but there's so <laughs> much purse action. And the, the LTW is like, 
Statue of Liberty purse included. Oh my goodness, so bad. I recently watched a TikTok that said that um, influencers are just, there's no point in influencers anymore because now it's going to shift from like people telling us like, oh, I use this, I buy this, I really recommend this to stuff just to, like items appearing in videos in the background. So let's say oh. for example, like, oh, I'm just doing a day of my life video and there's like a nice cup or like a nice vase in the background. I went reference that couple of ours. You'll just see it and then want to look into it because like AI yeah, stuff yeah, exists yeah. or like VR, uh, yeah. yeah, AI. AR stuff exists as well to kind of like bring it and like kind of like there's Google tools now that you can like search for Google objects. Lens, yeah. So um, it kind of like this scene reminded me of that because like the, they don't reference the bags, but the bags are such a big like character in it and they're just on the table like clunk there next to like where you'd eat and stuff. It's just like product placement again. Product again, placement. Again. They love this product placement. They love it. And it just kind of is distracting because I'm a bit magpie. I want to look at the purses and the pretty things. But also, well, maybe it's a good distraction because the script is just so... <laughs> so. Then we're back to the MILF list again. How are they drawing out this MILF list like in like a whole episode? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then like a MILF gay um, then like carries like... Naya, um, what do you think about this? Um, and it's just like, you don't dob in Naya like that. Like, stop yeah. making her sound like a boring bitch. Like, as if Naya doesn't have any, like, any sense of humour whatsoever. Yeah. And also this MILF list, because it's obviously come from a student. I'm like, Nance Patrol. Like, do you really care what, like, <laughs> says? Like, Nance I, Patrol. If I knew that, like, a 16-year-old fancy beer, it's like, I'd... That is just not information I care about. No. It's just, just not on my radar. Like, by I don't want to be. I don't know, Mil- MILF, like, me- like, metrosexual MILF was such of a time, like, late 2000s, yeah. like, cringe buzzwords. I think we've got so much more discourse around, like, age and what it's like to be a mom or, like, a, a parent that we wouldn't care about being a MILF. But this is so weird. I just find this storyline really odd. It's... I feel like LTW and Charlotte are too, way too classy for the storyline. And that, yeah, and like. Ugh. I just don't understand why Carrie is, like, still going on about Tanaya. She's like, would you teach this in your 21st century about MILFs? And then Naya's, like, kind of back playing into it. Like, maybe we should switch gears and talk about abortion rights. <laughs> and, like, uh, the state of democracy, the planet dying. And it's, like, it, like, brings it down, like, so much. Like, it's actually not that funny. Mm. It's, like... Like, why, like, Naya, Naya is obviously, like, has a good sense of humour. She's, like, a really intelligent person. Yeah. Then they swiftly bring it back to the person who sexually harassed her moments yes. ago. Oh, my God, the villain of the story. <laughs> so the sound uh-huh. engineers, like, text her, and they're all like, ah! Richard Burton, you will be dealt with for this storyline. <laughs> <laughs> then we're back to Carrie trying to read chapter three again. This is where all the sound effects, oh my all the God. visual effects go on. So I think this this scene worked really well because it's kind of like quite emotional. Um, I know it's quite hard to be emotional up big because the character's crap and then in real life all that stuff going on, it's hard to yeah. empathise with it. But the way they did it was quite cute. Yeah, yeah. Like it did feel... They would never do this on Sex and the City, but they would definitely do this in Sex and the City films or something. I don't know. It's all right. And but like also, why can't the sound engineers just edit out the long pause that she does as well? If you do it, Luke, anyone can do it. Yeah. Gary's been in the game for how many years? Yeah, and like I don't know, it's just a bit sad. And I wish they kind of had an extra bit of the storyline instead of him like Beethoven's concerto. Yeah. I felt a bit bored of that line, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um. 
I was thinking, like, so do you think Carrie's going to have a book lunch party like she did in oh, season I hope six? Oh, so, yeah. That would be such a good way to, like, have some fun in this actual season to bring back some old characters because what I was saying, like, season two, season one was fun because we had Natasha brought back and, like, obviously we have bits of Von Mufflin in this, but, like, we've already seen her in season one. We need to, like, yes. bring somebody exciting to make the show more exciting because this is episode three and, like, it's still pretty boring mm-hmm, this season mm-hmm. so far. Um, I'm surprised they kind of rehashed this out again because I kind of feel like she healed last from, like, when she was dating that fella and she healed again when she was getting off with her podcast producer. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised that they've brought it up again. I guess, like, they were saying in the podcast, the writer's room, that, like, grief is, obviously comes in different waves and stuff. So I'm like, I do appreciate that they kind of have to, mm-hmm. they do kind of need to reference it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then I like when she bumps into B- Bitsy Mon- Von Mufflin and she's like, the no, the second year's hardest because you realise that the the person who's died is missing out on so much. Oh my god, yeah, I actually really, really love that scene. Yeah, it's um, really moving. Because it actually does as someone who hasn't been in that situation, um it's oh actually you know that's really relatable. I think the writing really was nice, really nice. Beauty. Yeah, that was like really, really well written. And she really gave me Samantha vibes at the way they kind of just like kind of heart back to Samantha a bit like a and bit like, chaotic, really yeah. fun, like straight to the point. She's got a 100k face left and she's oh, wearing, yes. she's styled so much better than everyone so far on the she's, show. Yeah, and she she styled a bit like Samantha as well, like in one of the seasons. Yeah, like, so true. Like Bitsy's really having the, the Barbie 60s moment. Yeah. <laughs> we need that from one of the, one of the cast's like characters. Mm-hmm. Like Sarah Jessica is like, Carrie's just like dre- dressed like too chic. I quite like that. I do like the way she's... Th- like, I do like Carrie's outfits, but I feel like maybe if Charlotte would have oh, benefited yeah. from being a bit more, like... Campy or something. Campy, because I, j- I don't really like her park having you stick. No, boring. yeah. And, like, surely, like, if you're Charlotte, you're bored out of your mind, you might as well dress, like, crazy. Yeah, and you? obviously someone from being in the arts, like, she went from yeah, quite, like, so preppy, like, slick. Then she's just gone from, like, to, like, T-shirt to, like, mid-level, like, mid- midi skirts. It's just a bit not Charlotte, in my opinion. But I'm not a stylist. Yeah, and then when the Bitsy's talking about the facelift, it reminded me of season one where Carrie goes in for the consultation on her face, mm. and I was like, that was such a fun yeah. storyline. Like, we really <laughs> need that. another storyline like that. That Bitsy was so doctor. good. Mm. Yeah, it was so good. Um, yeah, then Carrie's um, going back to her flat. Like, her way of getting over the grief instead of getting the 100k facelift is buying a shit ton of shoes from this- is what I was waiting for. Have I said it since day one? This is the club we need. I was saying she's got all of Big's money. Why is she not? Spe- why is she not just flying around the world? Like when you're sad, like I'm not even a big shopper or a big like splurger. And even I was like, why has she just not like done something different? Like I don't know, bungee jumped, spent that money, yeah. spent that. He must have, like, spoiled so many people. And she must have had so much money from selling the flat as well. Yeah, that flat must have been, so like, much. how much? Like, 10, 20 million or something? And she's just in this little apartment now that she yeah. owns, like, outright. Which is, like, completely kitted out by TK Maxx. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying Therese. It's just, no. It's so it's such a horrendous. So, well, I've just, just been waiting for it my whole time. Yeah, then Carrie's surrounded by her shoes. She's trying to, again, read chapter three and just can't bring herself to do it. As I lifted his lifeless body into my arms, it's really grim. It's hard, but at the same time, I... I think this is how they're wrapping up the big. Oh, yeah, true, yeah, Before yeah. Aiden comes in. 
Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. I just, I just, I'm just actually quite like it when she just like, it's like just logs off and just says she has COVID. I think it's yeah. such a good thing to do. Just skive off. Yeah, Carrie calls. <laughs> I quite like that. Gary, the sound engineer, and she's like, "Hi, Gary, it's Carrie Bradshaw. Um, I just tested positive for COVID. Um, so, uh, you're gonna have to record an actress. You're gonna have to get an actress to record it. Obsessed." Um, Julia Le- Moore. Julia Moore, ring ring. <laughs> Keira Knightley. Um, also, she could have coughed a little bit, like uh, I'm sick. <laughs> like she could have done a little bit of that. And we're rudely, we're rudely thrown back to the West Coast <laughs> against my will. And Miranda is getting a tattoo. Well, looking at a tattoo parlor, and it's kind of thinking about getting a tattoo and she's just like, I just want to come home at this moment in my life, like to never, to remember who I am right now and make sure I never ever slide back into the person that I don't want to be. Who was she before? She was Corporate Miranda. Liga. She was Miranda. Oh my God, I don't understand. They need to touch, maybe they didn't do it enough in season one, but I want to know what she was running away from, like boringness, because she's boring now. She just sits around in LA doing nothing. She's so boring They now, need to yeah. kind of outline what Miranda hated about herself to, enough to like be really enthralled with her new self. I think they need to give her a, like a job or something. Like her and Chella not working is so depressing. Carrie is barely working. Like, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's, and then this whole scene, like we spoke about in last episode, um, it's like, am I meant to be reading between the lines with this? Like, what is the clunky dialogue? Like, oh, Miranda, you're too good for this. Like, the guy, the way he, he was sweet. I liked the character, but I was like, what, what is the point of this? How long was she talking to that guy in the tattoo parlor to yeah. know her whole extensive life story? Like, yeah, and he knew her. He was like, kind of treating him like a therapist. It was like, it's yeah. kind of getting a tattoo like therapy. But then I'm like, oh, and I this didn't... Is, if someone hasn't had tattoos, that, that penny won't really drop and it's just a bit of a dead scene. Yeah. Imagine going bit... to like pet somewhere in Peck and be like, I'm having a Menti B. Yeah. I don't want to be my old self. Yeah. This is my new self. I've moved to London and like, I'm a lesbian now. And like, yeah. my, my son is traveling. My ex-husband, don't know where he is. Um, I just want to get a tattoo to commemorate. And they'd be like, what i know i know at least like if she was like well tatted up like then she was having her tattoo at the moment you'd understand because it's quite a laborious process yeah but she just stands at the counter like i've never had a tattoo and he just knows her life story it's like how does he know your life story and for the little tattoo she gets in the end like he must have made like 20 dollars yeah. like <laughs> he was bored he was gagging for it maybe it was like peak covid when that was just like little to zero like uh, business going around, so. so you just take what you get. And then when like when he's like suggesting a robot, I was listening into the writers' room um, podcast, and the writer for this episode said she got a robot tattoo to like basically commemorate a time in her life where she felt like her life was in flux and like wasn't. It's like this is like everyone needs to stop putting their story like life story into mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just like a ro- like Miranda would never get a robot tattoo that actually I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't really understand the Jetsons thing no it was just a bit because I used to love the Jetsons growing up I was like what the fuck is this robot <laughs> have to do with this like no look <laughs> out uh, then Miranda buzzes Carrie to tell her about her um, tattoo um, and she's kind of like deciding if she should get it she's like I'm on the precipice of doing something um, either really stupid or really liberating. And then um, Carrie's like, if this involves the Church of Scientology, I don't want to hear anything about it. Kind of funny. But I, when they too said much that, dialogue. I was like, well, is there any of them in the Church of Scientology? 
No. None of them were like really I can imagine connect- like um, Matthew Bodrick being part of the Scientology group. Oh, though. yeah, fair point. <laughs> I know that Le- Leah Remini was a part of it and then yeah. all of that crew were kind of like supporting her when she came out of Scientology. True. But I don't think any of the girlies from Sex and City are related to her. Maybe they all are on Kim Cattrallism. Ooh, <laughs> plot twist, plot twist. Um, yeah, it's quite. I, I like a cute conversation. They really need to bring Miranda back over to New York, which obviously also why is Miranda's hat so big? Because I've got quite heavy hair, and like had to do that to me. But she's got like no hair. Hat is just like comical at this. Like, I think I the, just paint her to be a clown. <laughs> she's so so silly. Yeah, she. They're really dressing her in the beiges and whites this season. Yeah, like, when she's doing these like, stupid, erratic, like, kind of decisions. A tattoo is not erratic, but, like, the way that they've written Miranda in this scene is just to be like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I think because she's in L.A., so she's dressing a bit differently and, like, her oh, mindset's yeah, like, a bit different. So maybe when she comes back to New York, she might finally get a job. Oh, TG, bring, TG. Finally get some personality. God, we are such Tories this episode. We're just ah! forcing these girls to get a job. But, like, obviously, like, Miranda, like, obviously made lots of money as a lawyer, but, like, how is she surviving? Like, how can you live in LA? How can, like, <laughs> like pay your mortgage? Like, it's mad. But, yeah. Well, she doesn't drink, so she's not paying, like, seven pounds for, like, a, a beer or something. Oh, yeah, true. We could be living in LA right now if we weren't yeah. drinking all the time. And she's wearing, like... Charity shop clothes. <laughs> Fair dues. I've shop pre loved. But like, we don't go to the grandma section. Um, <laughs> Carrie's picking up her gorge Loewe shoes <gasps> with the balloons. This Gorgeous. is this is the styling we need. Yeah, there's st- the whole outfit. Is, came out. These shoes are stunning. The outfit's yeah. disgusting. Um, Charlotte's representing Burberry. She Charlotte's wearing her f- awful shirts. Awful shirt. Awful apron. But also, do kind of shador it as well. It needed a leather skirt. If it was gonna yeah, be that's so true. I'm a big fan of leather and Burberry together. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's Richard Burden. What are you doing here, Richard Burden? Um, oh. I just don't understand why Carrie's pretending she has COVID to her friends. Like, why can't she just say to her friends, I'm pretending I have COVID to, so yeah. I don't have to record this audio book. And she gets herself in this faff. And it's like, yeah. you can literally just be like, I don't have COVID. I'm Carrie just saying that. It's just not that slip though, is she? Like when she used to lie about big, she was just crap. Then we're back with Seema crying over her little Birkin. She's realised <laughs> that inflation for the past, I guess she bought this bag maybe like... 30 years ago. She said yeah. you bought it before. Mm. You had to get, join a wait list and it was 29 grand. So, girlies. Oh, it's so, sorry, so the current price is 29k. That's is what it? it said on the website. I did think it'd be a bit more, if I'm honest. Oh, really? Yeah, sorry to be rich. Sorry to be that girl. <laughs> sorry to that bag, but I thought it would be a bit more. Uh, Seema and Anthony have a scene together because they're waiting for Carrie to join them for brunch. And actually, like, the, the chemistry between Seema and Anthony is actually so good because, obviously, Seema is the Samantha replacement, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially with this head wrap. It really, re- like, references Samantha in season six when she's got cancer. Yeah, yeah it does, actually. Yeah, I really enjoyed when I saw these two at the table. I was like, oh, I could watch a few more episodes of this. This is cute. If they just, like, gave Seema better lines. Yeah. But Anthony can carry that, so. Yeah, Anthony can carry anything. Yeah. Um, then Anthony's talking about one time uh, when he got robbed. He was like, I tricked one still on my father's gold money clip right in front of me. But, so, do you think Anthony 
was a sex worker because a mm. trick is like somebody like you take like you hire oh no like a trick is like you're being hired by a sex worker interesting no you're being hired as a sex worker and then so it's like Anthony being tied up and then the sex workers like the person who's hired him as a sex worker has robbed him or do you think the writers just don't know what a trick is well, I don't know what a trick is because I thought it was the other way around. I thought a trick was someone you hired. No, no. So a trick is like somebody you hire as a sex worker. But I think like Michael Patrick King, again, just doesn't understand <laughs> anything. Because a trick, I, as a cisgender straight woman, uh, I just heard the phrase trick from RuPaul's Drag Race. Exactly, now showing yeah. on MTV. Um, so that's probably <laughs> why maybe I'm Michael Patrick King. Like about checking what's drag race. Maybe you might have a sense of humour then. <laughs> um, then oh. Carrie really remembers that she's supposed to go for brunch. Also, like, Carrie, just go meet them. You don't have COVID. Like, have a day off. Also, they're really, really leaning into the COVID thing. This is obviously written at the height of COVID because she's doing her wordle. She's, like, hermiting. She's eating her burger with the wrapper far too far, close to her mouth. Yeah, and then Seamus texts like, we're at lunch waiting. It's so, like... <laughs> yeah, surely you so tell. So pointed. Yeah, surely you... I'm glad they got their glass of wine and they didn't wait for her. Yeah, when we're back with a herd of MILFs, um, then all the MILF mums stood outside waiting for the sixth grader to come out. Um, and then, yeah, this, like, MILF storyline, they're really harking on it just to have some comedic relief in this episode, bless them. Um, yeah, a nonce patrol, Nina, Nina, nonce patrol, pulling up to this scene of the crime. What the fuck? This is so random for me because why are they crushing over like someone? If they're sixth grade, they'd be like... So like 16? Yeah. So yeah, they're probably like year, probably like year 12, year 13. I think books. so, yeah. There's so much discourse about unhealthy age differences and regardless of his perfect weird 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 like i kind like i kind of find it funny but like also like this 16 year old isn't hot enough for them to quantify like them jizzing themselves do you know what it reminds me of you know when like you watch greece when you're younger like oh yeah these people that are playing these teenagers are like 16 years old (laughs) and then when you watch greece when you're a fully grown adult it's like these are 40 year old people (laughs) playing 16 year olds this is not okay (laughs) this is like evidently like just weird casting it reminds me of that um just weird storyline and then they called out in the how many fucking parents association meetings do they need to have whether and they're like he he needs to go on his like permanent record and like then all the other mums are like just because you were second and third on this Mm. list like, this storyline isn't that funny for them to talk on at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. The only thing is funny is that the actor that plays the head teacher, like the, he's in Frankie and Grace, Ooh. which is, no, sorry, Grace and Frankie, sorry, which is such a COVID watch for me. Um, and played a really funny character in that as well. So I do think they're quite a good actor. I think um, Kristen Davis is well able to take on these like comedic yeah, scenes yeah, yeah, whereas LTW I don't think can really yeah, yeah. I don't think she's as good she just tags along for the ride really yeah, it's not definitely. really much adding to it she looks great though in that outfit oh my god yeah she looks sensational whereas Charlotte isn't that like it looks like she's tucked the curtains off her like mum's like 1960s house and just made it into a dress. <laughs> or is it Laura Ashley vibes? Laura Ashley vibes. Uh, then we're thrown back to the West Coast again. Oh. Um, I wish they would kind of reference the episodes when they're in 
like in LA when they go to Warner Brothers and like maybe Miranda had like a car and was like driving around or something. Oh yeah, that'd and, be cool. And like gorge. it'd be good if Miranda went back to, and then rode like the <laughs> the bull or something, like yeah. the cow or something. <laughs> Poor Miranda. Every time you see her, she's just like, oh, where am I now? Ooh. She can't work um, a phone. She's always like shocked at any moment. Yeah, that phone is gigantic. The phone is gigantic, and she's not putting her like mouth close enough to the phone for Brady to hear him in yeah. Europe. Bless them. And I love that Brady's like walking around Amsterdam and it's obviously just um, a side street in New York. Yeah, I thought that was... Because <laughs> there's like a sign, like no drinking zone, five euro, like tax, whatever. It's like, this is definitely just Manhattan. Yeah, Brady's being the drama queen as ever, wanting to get run over by a car. Um, if Miranda was a good mother, she'd be like, go to the Red Light like, District, fuck one of those... Fuck one of those girlies. Smoke some weed. Go to a peep show. I'll then then owe you some money to watch a peep show. Yeah, with the exchange rate at the moment, that's a $6 night out for Brady. A peep show and a pint. Exactly. Um, Then Miranda's like pretending she's at the front of the queue. She's pretending she doesn't have a phone. It's like so erratic. Like, no. I just, just, I don't like this because, like, mm, I'm not a mother and I know I've got a very lovely mother, but um, being thrown from like babysitting Che to like babysitting Brady again, like an adult child, like an adult son at this point, it's just to be like, Miranda, what the fuck? I wish that Miranda was just like, I'm just not going to go to the recording. Like, I'm just going to sit out and wait for Brady to call me. Like, that's a realistic thing she should have done. That's true, because what's the difference of her sitting in the crowd? It's like, and also, if she is dating Che, she can have like, there's surely a green room that there's a screen there that she can watch it from. Or surely she wouldn't be like sat in the middle of the audience. Yeah, it's very random. Then Carrie's called by Amanda, her publisher, to basically say they've got good news. The, got an extra week for her to record the um, audiobook and like um, obviously she's like really like, like she's like um, you need to we'll get you back once you've got over your COVID and she's like <laughs> obviously like babe I know you're fucking lying yeah, get back to the studio Love this character. Yeah, she's amazing, actually. Like, I, I really can't wait for the book launch party with her and <laughs> the rest of the group. Like, yeah, she needs, like, that girl needs to be there. The publisher and the girl from the podcast, Chloe, need to be mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, only queens mm-hmm. in this um, series so far. Then we're thrown back to the West Coast. Um, Chase filming their, like, really emotional scene with, um, what's this man called? Tony Dancer. Tony Dancer. How me closer, Tony Tony Dancer. How me closer, how me closer. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, Miranda's phone, we all knew this was going to go, what's going to happen when Che is supposed to cry. Miranda's phone goes off. um, Che is about to get to the emotional part. And then Miranda's, uh, Che's scriptwriter, goes off at Miranda for having the phone. And um, basically, like, dr- like drags um, Che for not being an, an actor. And, like, they're not going to be able to do this scene like, again. And I love that she just reads Che for <laughs> Phil for not being able to act whatsoever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I just don't get this, the whole phone thing. Like, Miranda being very tech-able and this whole thing happening. That she ends up ringing Brady. Because it's the, it's the Zoom call. No, is it... And it's, it's a Skype, Skype one, yeah. yeah, Skype noise. And then, like, she brings the phone out of her pocket and Brady's face out there, like, Mom, why did you ring me? So yeah. Like, surely she knew to, like, either, like, switch her phone off or, like, lock her phone. Airplane mode. 
just don't go in. Just don't go in if your son, if you're that worried about your son. There is better ways to. I feel like I understand what they're getting at. Miranda's torn. Miranda is like having to like navigate his life, but there's better ways of doing this than making Miranda look thick. Yeah, which is what they're and doing like, that now. it's just in the most dramatic way. Like this feels like a Sex and City film. This doesn't feel like the Sex and City series. Like it's so over the top. So you're more like up to date with like Mike Patrick King, uh, the showrunner of Che Passa. Do you think he's been self aware and writing himself as that showrunner? Oh, so you mean, uh, so, like, Che, like, writing the script for their own TV show? No, is it, like, um, the B, is it BG, like, the person with the blue yeah. hair? Like, yeah. is that, like, kind of, like, a, oh, that's me, like... Yeah, I guess so, but, um, actually, B, BT? BG, BT, that's it, BT. BT is actually, um, she's not non-binary, she's actually just, um, a female actress, which I'm kind of surprised that they've hired somebody who doesn't identify as non-binary to play a non-binary role when they want to harp on about that constantly. But, uh, yeah, it's just very over-the-top. Like, I, again, like, everything we say in the show doesn't feel very nuanced. Um, then, um, yeah, Miranda's, like, calling Charlotte... Oh, no, Tony Dan's is, like, trying to bring, like, everyone back into the scene, and it's like... Like, yeah, Tony Danza, we stand. Um, I like Tony Danza. Yeah. I don't really understand the whole cameo, but yeah. whoever's writing for Tony Danza should write for Seema. <laughs> um, then Miranda, Miranda and Charlotte finally like have like one nice conversation, and it. Kinda... Oh yeah, because they keep hinting at that, like oh they're talking all the time, <gasps> and it's Richard Burton Rich... on the streets with his wellies. <laughs> Richard Burton's strolling the streets of Manhattan. Richard Burton's listening ear up to the phone <laughs> find that I can spin Miranda's storyline to be fucking nonsensical as ever um, Miranda's like relaying what's happening with um, Brady Che and Miranda's flying back to New York and Miranda's like do you think I'm overacting and Charlotte's like no this is like a nice moment that Charlotte and Miranda have like I feel like this doesn't really happen that often like the last time they had this like conversation about being mums would be like Sex and City 2 when mm-hmm. they're like getting pissed and saying being a mum is so hard. Such a good scene. Yeah, I, I feel like we scene. don't have enough scenes with Charlotte Miranda like, like getting drink, on. Drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I find that, so this is um obviously just being a viewer of Sex and City, I always paired up Carrie and Samantha and Charlotte Miranda together so that they seem like closer friends in my mind. So when I see scenes like this, it's just nicer for me as like a Sex and the City fan because like oh they still have each other's backs because they're yeah. like still like, they were kind of the sensible ones out of like the dynamic they weren't like the erratic ones and it's kind of nice to see them support each other that's true regardless that's true. of like how they just ignore each other for most of the time yeah it's bad writing uh, Seaman turns up to Carrie's flat uh, Carrie's apartment and um, Carrie finally admits that she doesn't actually have COVID. What a random storyline. Seema's mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like, thank God, because my mask is chic, but it doesn't, it's not COVID compliant. Despite looking like it's the thickness of, like, a wool's, <laughs> like, a sheep's fur, whatever it is. Uh, Carrie and Seema having some rosé, looking Sh- chic. SJP rosé, maybe? No, it's not SJP rosé, which <gasps> I'm surprised about. Oh. Yeah, product placement, they messed that up. Oh, they could have. Well, did you know what rosé it was? I can't say I do. Um, oh. Then Carrie's talking about her having an expiration date on um, her grief. And then um, Seema relates her grief of like losing her burger. No. 
<laughs> I am more sad about Seema's Birkin. Oh my god, me too. I'm backtracking, but I am. Yeah, Seema's Birkin compared to Big's leathery face. <laughs> Birkin wins every time. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of a nice thing because like Seema was like, I wasn't there for the first part of your grief, so I'm here for the second part, but. Yeah, I did like that line. That line was really lovely. Yeah. And the whole line about, oh, you should just like hibernate, look after yourself, like rest. Like I remember like rest, like, during COVID, I was like, everyone, it's okay to rest. Because everyone's just yeah. like, always going out, always commuting. And that was such a big thing. Um, and then Carrie has the audacity to be like, I'm just not a go-to-bed girl. Like, I just don't go to bed when I feel sad. It's like, the first film of Sex and City was based around you being in bed for like a solid chunk of that Mexican holiday. Mexicoma. It's like, who is, who is writing the script that they don't recognise that? Like, such a big chunk of a holiday. Yeah, so true. Um, yeah. And we are bored of this. Yeah. <laughs> Plus. Yeah, then Carrie's basically saying, oh, they don't know I have fake COVID, blah, blah, blah. Also- then Carrie remembers she's got to go to um, Lizette's jewellery exhibition with Bulgari. Her foundation course exhibition. And then, <laughs> and then um, we're back back to Hollywood. Che and Miranda have like a little bit of a spiff. I'd love to just quickly talk about the set designers and then being on crack because there's a Che pass aside on the studio and Che um, has like obviously like an accent above it but the Che's like a chilli pepper. <laughs> it's really crazy like Che Passa spicy spicy like Mexican <laughs> family and then the storyline before obviously with the Carrie and Seema like drinking wine together like Carrie's just drinking up like a TK Maxx tumbler yeah, it's like no. surely Carrie has got some crystal from like her like a beautiful apartment with Big like Big like her apartment with Big was just so well kitted out yeah. gorgeous why are they just there's just no rhyme or reason to the yeah the set stuff. design is unless awful. people have paid for it for product placement everything else is just chaotic in yeah terms it really of is um, then Che and Miranda this like dialogues I find really cringe because Che's like you ruined the family like scene and then Miranda's like I had a real family scene and it's like mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm, I find mm-hmm. that like quite. I think that, I don't know, there's, like, been really good parts in the writing, then there's, like, these cringy lines. But I think in Sex and City, there were, there was these cringy lines, but they were able to, like, quantify it with Carrie's voiceover. Yeah. And we've said this before, like, people don't relate to Joan, don't really like them as a character, because they're just really hard to like. Not the fact that they're, like, the relationship, it's like... Miranda's given up so much for this relationship, and then Chave just to be like shut down Miranda's feelings about like making sure that her only child is okay. Like Like Miranda accepted the whole wedding, like also the fact that we found out Che was married last episode that hasn't really been touched on. Miranda seemingly so has accepted it, right, whatever, rightly so, whatever. But like for this to be quite big things, like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Um, So yeah, Miranda, thank God, is going back to New York. Um... Che, Sarah Ramirez cannot act. (laughs) (laughs) The crying is so bad, like pulling up the tissue to their eyes, just like, oh God. 
Babe, Cynthia it's... Nixon's such a strong actress, like, in comparison to Che. Or, like, if you're not going to cry, be, like, angry or, like, ooh, avoid or, yeah. like, walk or something. There's something off for the direction or the acting. Yeah, yeah. But, and also for um, Cynthia Nixon to be that actor, I'm surprised that they didn't call so true. it out or direct her in a certain way. Yeah, it's strange. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, do you think they're going to break up? Uh, do you want them to break up? I don't really care. Oh, uh, yeah. I personally want them to break up. Do I want uh, Miranda to get back with uh, Steve? Maybe. Uh, I just want Miranda to just be Miranda. I just want it to be Miranda again. It'd be cool to have Miranda and um, Carrie single again in the city. But in, like, in terms of like how they support each other dating? Yeah, or, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, like, at least Miranda can, like, explore her sexuality where it's not just one person that mm-hmm. yeah. has, like, shaped their whole future and is, like, shaping their, like, present and their future. Like, Miranda's had to change so much. Like, had to move to the side of the country and she's so far away from her, like, her, like, ground and, yeah. like, her best friends. Yeah, like, because there was the focus earlier when Miranda was looking for her tattoo, like, oh, the old me, it would be nice to have Miranda search for someone who really supports her new her versus, like, her new her just being, like, a change in sexuality and a yeah. change in environment, which is kind of what she's got with Che. Um, it'd be nice to be like, oh, I am a new Miranda and this is what I am and I'm going to date to facilitate that Miranda versus just yeah. being like, oh, I'm a new person now because I am a new person because I'm just not that old person, which is yeah. just kind of what I'm getting. Yeah, it's quite nonsensical. Um, then we're uh, at the Bulgari exhibition uh, with Larissa. Um, fun fact, um, my friend, my Instagram friend, Rolly Robinson's actual jewellery was used for this scene. Um which is iconic and it actually featured we in like a scene. Shout out, Rolly, obsessed. Um, but like, I find the scene really clunky. <laughs> like, I just don't understand why Carrie and Seymour just like chill in, <laughs> then watch like some guy just steal all of the jewelry without even calling it out. So I was too busy looking at Seymour's like clunky mimosa. mimosa. Mm. Um, which is literally just an innocent smoothie and a, a, a wine it's so glass. thick, yeah. Um, and then it just happened. Yeah, and... like, they felt like there was, like, no build-up to her, and, like, it was not very, like... And then Carrie's just like, oh, maybe he's just, like, tidying things away. Then, uh, yeah, Carrie's like, I have COVID, so it makes everyone run away. <laughs> Don't know if that's realistic, but kind of funny. <laughs> then um, Seema, like, pulls out her gun that turns out to be a lighter because the guy wants to steal Carrie's Carrie necklace. Again, a reference to, I guess, like season six when Carrie loses her Carrie necklace and she loses who she is. But Seema's keeping Carrie grounded. She's there to support her food. No her one grief. wants that Claire's accessory Carrie's necklace anyway. <laughs> I wish Seema actually just had a proper gun, not like a lighter or something. Yeah, me too. They probably just so the NYC gun laws. Oh, true. Devastating. Oh, I love it. I want that lighter. Yeah. It just feels like a bit of a clunky way to, like, have the scene with Larissa. And, like, imagine if with our degree shows, if someone came in and stole the art, what would you do? Like, it's part of the, part of the artwork. Yeah. <laughs> It'll push up the price. Uh, Miranda's back in her um, red brick Brooklyn oh, mansion. I love, I love this house. We see Miranda's tattoo just says MH. Imagine getting, imagine like your initials just on your wrist. I've got such a 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I my, well, mine is MG, so it's not too oh, far yeah. removed, is it? <laughs> um, MGLG. <laughs> uh, Miranda's um, consoling. Brady ha- has like a little Menti B, bless him. Um, hopefully, Brady is not in much more of this series. I am so livid they brought Brady back. Who I know. Bring no. Steve back, don't bring Brady back. Yeah, no more Brady. I was so anti Brady. Um, Bless. We don't need, we don't need this straight man. We need other gay faggots. Then um, we're back into the streets of New York and Seema is, I don't know what happens in this part. Seema is like, oh, the traffic's too bad. Let's run out. And so obviously something happens. And then she runs into a little dog, which is so random. Because she talks like, oh, there's a little dog here. I want to say hello to it. And then she talks to the dog and the dog obviously goes away. And then she finds her bag. Yeah, like, this kind of thing just wouldn't happen under Darren Star. Darren Star wanted mm. Second City to be realistic. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Michael fair. Patrick King wanted it to be like a fairy tale. Like, you wouldn't find a fucking Birkin bag that's worth 25 grand. Like, mm-hmm. I guess, like, a few days later in a bush somewhere in New York. Like, oh, it's yeah. just like a cringy just, way to end the episode. A, Seema would not get out of that car because she'd be doing business. You don't care about traffic when you've got a mobile phone. And then the dog thing was just so random, the way the script was written. And then the Birkin was so available to, like... Co- you don't need to be, like, kneeling down to see that there's a whole-ass Birkin underneath that fake shrub. That Birkin looks fake as fuck that is as well. so, It's, like, made out of, like, paper. It's not a real Birkin. I mean, if it is, I'm sorry, Birkin. I'm, s- I'm sorry, Hermes. Give me a free one to make up for it. Uh, then Carrie's concerned this out. She just makes her way into her apartment. These these women, ha- like, this show has no boundaries. People are putting their hands down people's tops. People are just letting themselves into flats. And why has Lizette got a double door? Like, why is Lizette's flat so much more iconic that than That is not Carrie's? the same. Because I've been to Carrie's apartment because it was I was so in a breakup, so I needed to go to the stoop. And that apartment is not big enough to host a double door. That is filmed in a totally different place. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um... Do you think Lizette's going to move out of this? Mm. Carrie's takeover. Aiden's going to move Whack downstairs that. and break through the ceiling wall. Oh my god, Make yeah. it duplex. <laughs> double. Hey Carrie, double ceiling, flat. What do you think about that? Uh, Carrie's basically relating what Seema said to her. It's just like, lay down, we'll eat some chocolate, recoup, you'll be fine. So, I like this. Cause I, like, Carrie isn't maternal, but it's quite nice seeing this side of her. And it's kind of like she's looking after the younger version of herself. Yeah. She did get burnt so many times. She had her friends looking after her. But Carrie's just so self-involved, she only listened to herself. So, I did kind of feel like they got that vibe, like, yeah, that's it was her cute. mirror image yeah, definitely. of herself. Yeah, um, they both look gorgeous, having a little nap. But she could have also done a bit more when that person was stealing... <laughs> she could have done a bit more when the waiter was stealing all of that we, priceless for, like yeah, I would jewelry. Agree with that. Um, yeah, so we end with Carrie coming back to do chapter three, um, and she's the like yeah, it's so well written this part when her Manolo's turn the blue of my wedding shoes black the she's talking about the shower, it's just like so. 
it's so much better than the writing than most of the mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. episode. I really like these like booth scenes. Like the first few are a bit funny, but like the characters in it, like um, what's the publicist called? Sorry, Sandra. So, well, we'll call her Sandra. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we should know this, but uh, between them and then Gary and then like the bo fella, lol. Sorry, tap man. Um, it's just nice. It's just it was really fun and. It kind of... It kind of progresses to... And it was like, kind of like little plot points within an episode that made sense. Like we say, like, um, Sex and City did really well, like, nuances to these things and yeah. how they felt, like, continuous alongside that storyline. There's that like, random stuff from Miranda, like, bow, 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 happening, and then, like, we just kind of, like, just deal with it. Yeah, it's um, kind of... It's a bit like Carrie having a voiceover again. Yeah. Because she's just on her own, like, speaking. Like, mm-hmm. I wish they just brought the voice back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring it back. Um, then we're back with Seema and Carrie. Um, Seema is celebrating with her Birkin, then they're having the Cosmos, and Seema's back in love with New York. Um, Seema is correct, though. The communal tables are not okay. It's a very London, New York thing. Well, this is how Carrie gets COVID. And that's how they get shagged. <laughs> yeah, do you think Carrie fucked these hot Aussie boys? Yeah, but there's so many of them. How many do they fuck each? Oh, I hope I hope they just have a massive Aww. orgy. Um, yeah, and just like that, I got COVID. And sorry, those Aussies are drinking half pints. That's unheard of. Sorry to that man. No, they're drinking full pints. No, they're not. Look how skinny that glass is. Oh, I think that's just a Peroni glass. Pint. No. <laughs> Look at the size of those ha- I know a man's hands around a pint glass when I see it. I'd say Carrie got more than COVID after this night. If you she know had... what I mean? She got UTI. <laughs> Gonorrhea said. Gonorrhea, she got pregnant. Gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it. And just like that, Carrie got COVID. We want to actually um, talk about... um... Sarah Ramirez was interviewed by The Cut um, for the new season of And Just Like That. Um, And, like, the interview, like, sits really weirdly. Like, the interview was done by Brock Collier, who is the non-binary person who interviewed Sarah. And, like, we just wanted to, like, kind of point out the things that... um, Sarah, like, said and interviewed. So, like, they talk about Chady as, and, like, like um, Sarah's like, I'm an actor, I'm not the characters I play, I'm not Chady as. Um, then the article says, for the record, Ramirez's Instagram bio describes themselves as abolitionist and a Mexican-Irish non-binary human. Then they also have this, like, really awkward quote where it's, it's exciting to have Che be a disruption to the mainstream. We've been experiencing the mass mobilization for anti-racism for George Floyd. So being aware of how important disruption is, being aware of how important it is to wake people up from the sleep of their own comfort and privilege was so important to me that summer, which was referring to last summer when they filmed and just like that. But I think this comparison for George Floyd and Che Diaz is like a really like insensitive like nonsensical like yeah. comparison like referring to like Chady as a disruptor and like comparing George Floyd to being a disruptor like just like not make any sense like whatsoever like it's it's I do understand it's like a place in time like COVID and it's like a change in time and it was a really 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 sad thing that happened but that was for another it was for, an, for an, another kind of movement. It wasn't for a movement that is Che Diaz in and just like that. That is so far removed from what was going oh on. It's police brutality. It's about how the US works, what it's yeah. built on, 
how society works in that country and actually to be fair across the western world and also what life is like for a black person living in those countries yeah versus to, and also like the mexican irish thing like oh that i'm not down like yeah, downplaying yeah. at all but that is such a different thing there's so many other things you can relate yourself to because like your culture in itself is so rich so why would you complete your kind like, of talk about with that transphobia not... like talk about anything like talk about banning drag or like it just seems like a really like a really top level like like not even thought about like response to the question um, yeah then they also say i think there are people like che out in the world and i think their opinions and i think that opinions about whether che is representing authentically a person or not is not for me to answer it's like no it is for you to answer like yeah. you are representing there's like group and there is a lot of backlash from like the queer and non-binary community because you like your role in this show is like not portraying them in like the best light and mm -hmm. you comparing it to George Floyd also just like exacerbates people's feelings to JDRs like I just don't think yeah like why would you not latch yourself onto that call like the cause that's more aligned with you exactly uh, versus a cause that it really is not aligned with you at all yeah and yeah just, yeah like, making yourself maybe feel better yeah you know, like, you're like you're being called out by the community you're supposed to represent and like don't hide behind something like George Floyd or something yeah um yeah, but... So. And also, uh, it goes back to like what we said about um, Cynthia Nixon. Like, Obviously, what they do, like, what everyone's life has moved on from in terms of film sexuality earlier on, to like, what I'm just at that, totally fine to, like, kind of acknowledge that, but they've just kind of made it spear the characters in that direction, but not have much thought of what a character in that position yeah. would actually do in real life. Like, have you thought about people who have gone through that or what they would really go through versus just be really ditzy and crap with technology. Yeah. Which is what they've, they've just made it a really crap parody of what people who do go through that in day-to-day -day life. Um, there's so much nuance and interesting Definitely. thoughts and emotions and it's really hard and turbulent versus just making it a bit of a character and a bit of a shit show. I think yeah. it's just really downplays they definitely what they're should trying have, to like kind of represent. They definitely should have hired like a trans person to like discuss like how they experience like the world and like their reaction to like transphobia and banning drag and mm. I think that would have been a more nuanced way rather than like so like later on in the interview the interviewers like was going to make a joke because they had a joint with them they were going to be like oh you're chadias like let's smoke some weed like mm. in the park but they were like I decided not to make that joke because I don't think Sarah Ramirez would get that yeah and it's like why would you hire an actress who doesn't have a sense of humor to play a comedian yeah. like it seems absolutely wild yeah, yeah like Sarah Ramirez obviously has like no sense of humor and like they just seem like completely removed from reality and they're like jumping on bandwagons for like to try and like quantify the reason that Che Diaz is this like pioneer in like tv and like they're not like mm -hmm. they aren't like they're not representing yeah like well enough like and like with carrie having like we discussed like you said like oh it's okay for carrie to have like her ups and downs with grief like yeah it's okay for like uh, miranda to have on che to have their ups and downs with their relationship but it's just so lazy the way that they've not just given <laughs> so a new one like, the kind of like kindness to their relationship versus carrie's grieving of a heter heterosexual relationship with big um and it, but I think that's in itself not very kind. And it, yeah, it's like really watered down the show. Like, who is the show for now? Mm -hmm. Like, it may, it's completely like not like it, there's too many like like different story arcs like going around everywhere. And like, 
I think they'll probably bring it back like mid-season like they did last season but it's frustrating that we've had to go through like upheaval in the first few episodes and like this story from Sarah like this interview from Sarah Ramirez kind of like makes it even more of like a clunky show mm-hmm. and like but remember it's pride season donate to trans trans gofundmes we're gonna list some gofundmes in this episode description and um ciao 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 <laughs> uh thanks for listening <laughs> thanks for listening girlies ciao ciao, 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 ciao. ciao, ciao, ciao. ciao, ciao.